Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. It's April. Whoa. Crazy. And we are in the last book of the Peters. And so today we're going to jump in, talk about 2 Peter chapter 3, what stood out to us. And yeah, just kind of final thoughts on the reading. It's good. Yeah. Clark, so what, jump in. What, yeah, what stands out for you? You know, as I read through the chapter, <clears throat> we kind of talked about this before too, but like who Peter was now is just so different as to who he is now, like writing these things. That's something that you mentioned before too, mm. just kind of like to be able to see the transformation of who we know Peter to be in the gospels yeah, to who he is as, as an elder writing to new believers too. Yeah. And one of the things that I love about Peter's writings is that they're so, they're really easy. Sometimes Paul and other New Testament writers, it's like, where are you going? What does that really mean? Let me dig in and see. And so Peter has some of that to do like your due diligence and like reference Old Testament, but so much more of his writings are really practical. And, And that's kind of what he says in verse two. So right away he talks about how um, we need to remember, like recall the words that have been spoken. Mm. And so he talks about how like, I've been writing to you for like a clear mind in the beginning of this chapter. And now he's saying, remember, remember the words that have been spoken, meaning like the Old Testament, the prophets and that kind of stuff, but also remember words that have been commanded by Jesus. So words in his own day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that distinction is actually so helpful because they belong together, but also as we walk this Christian faith out, now that Jesus has died, the Holy Spirit's been sent, we need to remember that those things belong together. Even though that Je- even Jesus isn't on the scene, we need to remember that. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think that's gold. And then right before that, though, he says the oh. purpose of his writing is to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. You're like, that's, <laughs> language. that's interesting and well said. He's like, I want to stimulate you. I want to captivate yes. you. I want you to focus. I want you to zero in on... I want you to activate yeah. good, wholesome, godly thinking. Mm-hmm. I think if we had that approach with what we say and write and tweet and text, you know, right. we, we'd really encourage people. Yep. And so that's that that's that word for us today. He's mm-hmm. calling us to do that. And the reason why we need to remember is because when the kingdom of light comes in, it's coming up against opposition in the kingdom of darkness. And sure. so when you come up against darkness, it can be discouraging. You can feel defeated. You can feel alone. He's saying, remember, yeah. I want to stimulate you. You got to recall the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Recall the words of Jesus. Mm-hmm. When you have a hard day, remember that this is who God is and this is what God has done. We can't be pulled to and fro like the wind and the waves when James talks about that. Just right. being um, scatterbrained manipulated. and manipulated yeah. and loose-minded. It's, <clears throat> you could be stimulated to wholesome thinking and focus on the ways of God because scoffers are going to come. Right. People are going to come and mock and ridicule. And I would say today is what I, the language I've used in my last couple of sermons have been to socially discriminate sure. against believers. Yeah. And um, I think that is continuing to be more and more evident. And so expect totally. it. It's coming. And he's saying, in order for you to navigate this world mm-hmm. and come up against the scoffers, the mockers, the ridiculers, and all these people, you got to recall mm-hmm. wholesome thinking. Go back and see that Jesus has fulfilled all the scriptures and that all the scriptures are about him. And at verse five really sticks out to me too. Hmm. The words deliberately forget. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Good. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. Because... Mm-hmm. I don't think of those two words often going together, deliberately 
and forgetting. Right. I feel like forgetting is more of a natural like accident. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot to show up on time. I gotta go. Bye. Mm-hmm. And then, but deliberately requires intentionality. It requires focus and a plan. Right. Well, because part of what the scoffers are saying is that they're saying that like, what has even happened? Like mm-hmm. they're saying like, oh, when is he going to come? You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, because what they're doing is they're associating how there hasn't been any movement from Yahweh from the beginning with how there won't be any movement with Yahweh. He's not going to come. Like all this is false teaching. And Peter's coming back to say, you have actually willfully kept this from your mind because the truth is tons has happened from yeah. creation. And the one he brings up with the waters is Noah. And he's saying like, actually creation has been set like in place a second time from these waters coming. And so literally the act of deliberately forgetting or willfully like not remembering something was purposeful. Like it's them saying like, I, I'm choosing not to look at what has been written by the prophets and yeah. what has li- I'm choosing to look at what I believe now is truth. Yeah. It, truth is in front of me, yeah. but I don't want to look at it. I don't want to remember when, when, it. When Paul's written, when, this is Peter, when Paul yeah. writes his letters, he talks about how there's a temptation to go to teachers that will tell you yeah. what your itching ears want to hear. Right. And that's tempting. We can contort and, and manipulate pretty yeah. much any verse by itself mm-hmm. to to fit our ideology, our story, our-, our For sure you know, our, our will, our plan. But when you look at it within the context of the chapter and the book and mm-hmm. in the Bible, you see God's, God's plan here is pretty clear. And yeah. the devil wants to make things very gray and confusing. And let's just ask questions for the sake of asking questions. Mm-hmm. The scriptures have given us many clear answers. Mm-hmm. And so in this context of second Peter, when people are wanting to know the timeline, like, well, when's God going to do this? And where right. is he at? Mm-hmm. Peter's saying, time out, just go back and look mm-hmm. and you see what God's done. We don't know. And the scriptures yep. have been clear. No one knows the day or the hour. Jesus said that himself in a number of parables. Mm-hmm. And then Paul and Peter picked that up when they're writing the New Testament. And and that shouldn't be our focus. Our focus should be on God and the mission of God. Right. And when God comes back, we mm-hmm. need to be ready. And if we're actively stimulating wholesome thinking, looking at the scriptures, living them out obediently, we're going to be part of God's plan Life's going to be exciting. And before you know it, we'll be in glory right? or the Lord will come back and it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. I actually love how Peter kind of like parses out the whole timing thing. So that's like kind of verses he talks about in verse 10, how um, the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Like you're saying, so be ready. But I love in verses eight and nine, because he, he literally tells you like this, this wonderful little couple verses about God's heart and about his, his understanding of timing. So he says, don't forget this one thing, dear friends with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand Mm. years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. Interesting, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So we look at the timing and the waiting as something that's unbearable. And, you know, can you just come, Lord? And, you know, earth is in such turmoil and we need you. And and Peter's telling us, hey, um, be encouraged, actually, because when we look at the Old Testament, we see that, that the timing and waiting is actually God's forbearance and his long suffering and his yeah. patience. And it's a good thing. Yeah. And so now be encouraged that you have time for your mission, that God's still at work, that you have time, that in his 
in his forbearance and patience with us right now, it's so that more people can come to know him. Yeah. And you think about people in your family that you love and yes. you care for and that haven't committed their life to Christ yet. Even look at five years ago. I would love to say, God, yeah, yeah thank you that you're giving me more time to yes. pray and intercede and share and scatter seed and Holy Spirit, please water, please put your sunlight on this. Please allow this this gospel seed to grow in their heart right? because I want them to come to know they're loved, yep. they're seen, right. they need to repent. And, and God, you have good plans for them if mm-hmm. they'll come to you. Mm-hmm. It And God, you're patient. And then as he kind of wraps up the chapter, verses 11 and 14, again, is a call to a holy life. Mm-hmm. 11 says, since everything will be destroyed in this way, this refining fire, because um, God promised not to destroy the flood. Right. He says, what kind of people ought you to be? Mm-hmm. Well, you ought to live holy and godly lives. Right. And in verse 14, so then dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, mm-hmm. blameless, and at peace with God. Yeah. And so when it comes to making every effort, that again requires Effort. It requires that language alone. Intentionality. Every effort. When was the last time, like, we can honestly, like, say, I did this with all the effort that I have? Like, Mm -hmm. really? And so I think of that, what we've talked about this within our own family too, when it comes to like apprenticeship to Jesus, when it comes to being a disciple of Jesus, how it's not just here's our life, a pizza, and Jesus is one slice of the pizza. No, it's actually the entire pizza belongs to the Lord and he has given it to us to steward. And Mm -hmm. so because it all belongs to him, we're going to live and we're going to surrender and yield Mm -hmm. all of our decisions and our efforts and our money and everything to him. And that's at the end too, when it says to be on your guard and to grow that's verse 18, but grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord. Mm. And so that's one of the things again, that Peter has while he's reminded us of this holy thinking and this way to stimulate um, our our minds as a new creation. He's not just leaving it as head knowledge. He's saying, follow through with your body, like embody the things that you're thinking now because our minds have been transformed and we can think these thoughts in a Christ-like way. Now act and put them to work with every effort that you have. For sure. And when it comes to effort, just think through practically getting in the word every day. This requires right. effort. I think of young families trying to get to church on Sunday mornings. Amen. It's like yep. all H-E-double hockey sticks breaks loose on the way to church. Yep. We live oh, yeah. 50 feet across the street and getting to church is the hardest thing we do all week, it feels like. <laughs> and we live here and work here. It's like, kids, come on, get there. But you got to make every effort. Yeah. Getting to group, um, bringing forth your sins and... Uh, Seeking to encourage and love somebody, sending them a, a kind word, writing a note, sending right. a message, that requires intentionality. Mm-hmm. It requires effort, and we're going to be better for it because we're participating in something that is bigger than us, yep. and God's trying to put us in our lane to join him in his kingdom work, and I want to be part of that. Amen. Amen. All right, <laughs> that's what we got. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for joining us this yep. April, Monday, first Monday, and... Um, Join us again on Wednesday. We're going to continue marching through it. Where are we at on Wednesday? I'm not sure. We have to look. Well, come Wednesday and we'll tell you where we're at. All right. God (laughs) God bless bless you. you. Have a great week. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.